הכי מאזינים לרדיו כל רמה. ועכשיו, תוכנית השורשים. שלום וברוכים הבאים לתוכנית השורשים. אנחנו ממשיכים בהרפתקת המבוכים ודרקונים שלנו. Alright everyone, um, welcome to the Shoreshim radio show and welcome back to another episode of D&D. To do a very, very, recap on, a very, very quick recap on some of the events that happened last time. Um, our adventure officially began. Um, the Sphere of Dreams um, was stolen from the Anatola Museum of Magical Artifacts. The party was assigned with um, going to basically track it down. The party believes that this, the Sphere of Dreams has been taken to... A cobalt layer not too far out from where the town is in addition um, to the beginning of this journey um, we found out that the cobalts are working for someone who simply goes by the name of the mistress um, in addition in an abandoned house one of our party members um, picked up a very very strange sword that seems to have a propensity to scream whenever it's unsheathed very very strange our story continues today but first Let's get some character introductions. So, my name in real life is Noah, and my character's name is Joe. Uh, so, my race is an elf, and my class is a cleric. My name is Dylan. My character name is Peel. I am... My class is a sorcerer. My, uh, my race is a tiefling. And my abilities are dark vision and resistance to fire. My name's Avi in real life. My D&D character name is Dreamblazer. I am, my class and level is a druid, and my race is a dragonborn. Green dragon. Uh, my name is Ella, and my character name is also Ella. <laughs> and my race is a dragon. My class is a fighter. I, my real life name is Zachary, and... My name is D&D, is Billy, and I am a cleric level 5 elf. Hello, my, my name is Roy, and my character's name is Gaia. She's a mermaid, but her name is Gaia, so she always dreamed of uh, being on the ground. So she made a... Oh, okay, wait, I, I can't tell you about the secret pact yet. Maybe we'll find out yes. later. There, what, what we're saying is She's there may or may not have been some kind of a secret fact, a secret pact involving legs. Yeah, with uh, Cthulhu. Whomever that is. All right. Um, also joining us today um, is Figgy. Um, Figgy, if you want to say hi, just say who you are, what you do at camp real fast. Hi, my name is Figgy. I'm a Kochavim Madrich. I'm a Kochavim counselor. And I'm just here because I love this so much. <laughs> Figgy, um, if we, hopefully we're going to get to it today, but Figgy is going to be playing um, uh, an NPC that is very, very near and dear to my heart, and, and, and to Figgy's as well. All right, and so let me pick up where we left off last time. Um, as a matter of fact, I do. If you could pass me those, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Whoop. So we were just in the abandoned yeah. building, just yes, found you, a sort of... Yes, incur- you guys have just found the sort of incomprehensible screaming. Um, you have um, now left the house here once back again out in the clearing. Um, it's around one or, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the Cobalt Warrens is maybe just an hour or two of walking away from here. Um, you have a couple options. Um, 
And you could time you could take some time to sit down and eat if you want to, or you could just keep on pressing forward and make it to the sphere. Um I think that we should um I think that we should keep on going. Same. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. I agree with all of you guys. Uh Guy would say we should take a nap. I'm feeling uh, like we should too. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to say uh, we should take a nap, obviously, but that wasn't one of the offers <laughs> of of the options offered. So let's just keep on going. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, do me a quick favor, um, Billy. Right. Um, Billy, I'd like you to very, very quickly, as you, so you guys pick up, you guys are heading on out. Billy, I'd like you to roll perception for me, just you. 14 plus your wisdom modifier. Is My wisdom modifier is four. Okay, so that is a roll of an 18, perfect. So you see this, the others don't. Um, you get a weird tingly feeling kind of on the back of your neck, like... Like someone just kind of like unleashed like a little bit of like a breath of cold air. As such, you take a moment and you look around. Sitting on top of the house, previously um, unseen from before, is a very, very strange figure sitting on the roof. Um, a completely cloaked figure, black hood, black robes, black gloves. They look humanoid. You can't see the face, though. It takes one look at you. And it disappears. You want to let the party know about that, or uh, is that just going to be for you? Uh, so since it disappeared, like, if I see it again, I'll tell the party, but right now, it, I think it would just freak them out, and I don't need to do that. Perfectly fair. Um, and so the party goes and presses on ahead. I need to make a couple rolls right here. Very, very nice. So that was a natural 20 on that roll. Um, that's mainly for me. Um, so you go along, and it's a nice and easy walk, and you guys actually kind of feel like, you know, the cold air is keeping you moving. Um, so you make it to the Cobalt Warrens a little bit faster than you had anticipated. Um, so arriving on site, um, the first thing that you all notice is that there's a very, very large cave. Uh, there seems to be a small barricade. And you can hear some small footsteps around it. Um, Would everyone do me a favor and roll perception? Twelve. Seven. That was an eight. Uh, Fifteen. That was a 12. Okay, very, very nice. You as well? Yes, you as well. 11. All right. So raise your hand if you rolled above a 10. So very, very nice. Most, um, That's some, four people. That is four, that is four of the six of us. That's very, very good. Um, so this, you can always tell there's a barricade here. You can also tell that there are two very, very small creatures probably kobolds walking around behind this barrier. Um, they don't seem to be expecting you guys. 
Sneak attack. Sneak attack it is. All right, Rowie, um, do you want to kick us off right here? Yeah, but my name is Gaia. All right, Gaia. So, Gaia, describe to me what you do. So, wait, I, I'm a warlock. Yes. So my sneak attack would be magical. What, what spells can I use? Okay. So um, one of the best spells in your arsenal is a spell called Eldritch Blast. You basically raise up your hands. Um, you shoot a blast of dark energy um, that will explode on impact. That's the kind of uh, magic I like to do. Okay. So as um, especially when it's sneaky. Yes. All right. So are you sneaky kicking? Dark magic. Yep. Taking us off. Um, all right. I'd like you to roll to hit, um, and I want you to add to this roll your spell attack bonus, which is a plus eight. That is a natural twenty. That's so incredible. Is that twenty eight or just? So a natural twenty just automatically counts as a crit. So we don't even add the modifiers to it. It's the best thing that can possibly happen. So Gaia stretches out her hands, mutters something under her breath about laryngitis and Cthulhu, and a massive blast of this violet, fiery energy comes exploding out of her hands, completely wrecks the kobolds' barriers, and sends both of them flying into the cave. Um, I'd like you to roll 2d10 for me. Me? Yes, so roll this d10 twice. Okay, so this is Gaia rolling. Yep. That's a three. And one more time. And a six. So this is what we call um, a damage roll. Um, Basically, because your spell has a certain amount of damage associated to it, this is how much we roll for it. So yeah. That blast was so powerful that you knocked both of those kobolds right out. And even better, the other kobolds inside the lair have not seemed to have been notified yet of your presence. Sneak attack. That worship evil dragons. Does that mean they're being led by an evil dragon? It's entirely possible that a, they a could. Lot of, a lot of us are dragon bones. Mm-hmm. So they might listen to you because you're dragonborn. Um, all right. I could just go in because apparently I have invisibility. Yes, you do have invisibility if you want to start heading in, if you want to try to sneak in. Um, so, quick show of hands. Um, could I use two spells so that I could do invisibility and then an attack? Um, yes, but you wouldn't want to do an attack because there aren't any kobolds nearby. They're all going to be, they're all much deeper into their warrens. So... Are you going in invisible to scout out first? Wonderful. Real good with this? Yeah. So, uh? Yeah. All right. Go for it. Um, all right, so... Fine. No. So, the, so invisibility is a spell that when you... This is Pew, right? Yes. No, this is, this is Pew, correct? Yes. All right. So, Pew, basically how invisibility works is you just kind of snap your fingers and you go invisible. And so, Pew is invisible. Um, and so... Um, Pew, you head into the cave. I'd like you to do me a favor and roll stealth. 18. 18 plus your dexterity, which is a plus. So you rolled um, what I like to call... Let me see your dexterity real fast. Is a plus one. Okay, so you rolled a 19. That's a very, very good roll. So you sneak around the cavern so quietly that almost none of the kobolds notice you. Um, as you go deeper down, you see, like, maybe, like, two, three kobolds. Not that many. Um, and you're able to slip through into a room. This room is a massive, massive treasure trove. 
Um, you can see a lot of gold in here. There's some very, very, like, ornate swords and other kind of stuff like that. Wait, are there any, like, other monsters? As a matter of fact, there are. I'm very, very glad that you asked. Sitting on a throne is a gigantic brown furry beast. Um, it's a bipedal creature, um, and he's holding a gigantic spear. This is not Figgy's character. Um... And you recognize this creature as being a bugbear chief. These are like the gang leaders of the kobolds. And the gang leader is talking to a very, very mysterious figure wearing a black robe. And he says to her, We have brought you the orb, my mistress. And the figure just simply says, Good. Very, very good. So then, you do know that you're going to need to evacuate. Evacuate? Evacuate the Lorens? Why ever would you want to do that? Well, don't you know, once the portal is open, it's not going to be safe for you heading here anymore. But but this is our home! You can't just... I will do what I must. He kind of stamps his foot a little bit. Oh, by the way, the figure says, and looks right at you. Remember, you are invisible. I do think that we have a guest here with us. There is. So, Pew, are you are you running out of here? No. No? Oh. That's, that's very spells. brave. So this figure goes and reaches out with, with a gloved hand and snaps his figures. And suddenly, you're no longer invisible. So... What would a little sorcerer be doing in my warrens? My warrens! Uh, 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 uh. My warrens. Are you here for the sphere? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have that. We cannot have that. I'll tell you what. I'll make a deal with you. You go out to your little friends. You let them know that you're not getting the sphere back. But we'll all give you some nice gold if you just decide to go away. Sound nice? Yes. Hmm. Righto, then. Now, if you'd be so kind, and it snaps its fingers again, and you're outside the cave. Just like that. It teleported you. So, do you fill in the rest of the party on what just happened down there? Yes. D- did it get the gold, at least? So I think, I think it wants you to... I think it wants you to come inside. Whatever it is. Um, I'll, I'll fill them in, and then maybe, um, and then maybe all of us could go in, like, again. Uh, no, no, you told us, and it was very scary, so I don't think we should. Yeah, we should definitely go Go in or not go in? We should not go in. We definitely should not go in. That monster seems very powerful. Uh, because he, like, broke Pew's invisibility, I do not think we should go in because of what happened with Pew. Okay. I definitely think we should go in. Uh, Why? This is what we came here for. He, the, he has the orb. 
that we came to look for. We we can fill the mission. Uh, the entire city, the entire town trusts us. Well, we learned that this figure was very very powerful. Maybe we need to find. Maybe we don't have because they could see through our fuse invi- invisibility spell. So maybe our magic isn't powerful enough. So I feel like maybe we need a little more help with something. I I think that we should go in because we came for the orb. They have the orb, and we still have spells. And and we were already caught with invisibility, so we might as well just go in. Um, uh, I kind of agree, but I don't because you never know what can happen. With, cause the they, the guys inside seem very powerful, and they know what they're doing. So you like don't know. I'll just take a moment to remind you. Um, there are six of you, and there's only one bugbear chief, and this other figure. I think they're still. Combined together, they're more powerful than all of us. The other figure didn't seem very interested in fighting you either. It might just have, it might just, you know, have some magic that, you know, can, you know, because see invisibility is a pretty actually common spell. So it might just be using a see invisibility spell. So it might just be another human. Yeah, okay. But what spells do, like, what attack spells does everybody have? Um, my attack spells, I do not, I don't know. I have the blast of dark magic that I used before. I want to remind you it was very effective. I, I did roll a natural 20, but it was very effective. Alright, so as you're all standing around up here, so very quickly... Uh, I've got a spell for spirit guardians. That might help if we go in. Um, I actually think that I have, um, armor. An armor spell. Yeah. I don't think I I have any spells. I also have a spell for spirit guardians. Oh yeah, I have a sword. I also have the spell for spirit guardians. You also have uh, the now infamous wielder of the legendary sword of incomprehensible screaming. If I may, I think you guys can do this. We heading in? Well, because Pew right. went in alone. If we go in as a team, it may be more effective. Exactly. So you guys all head in. Um, um, and you go down the cave. None of the kobolds seem to bother you. You enter the massive treasure trove room. And sitting on the throne is this hooded figure that now both Pew and Billy have seen. I was kind of sprawled across, kind of like this. It seems a little bit bored. It goes like this. Relaxed. And the doors to the treasure trove room close. <laughs> it looks right at the uh, bugbear chief. It says, Chief Rockthook, get him. Roll initiative. I'm going to have everyone roll the d20 and add their initiative score. So, just tell me what you roll. Oh, which one is the initiative? Okay. So, I'm going to roll... That's a... I got a terrible score. I got a four. That is a four. 
15. I got 15. Three. Nineteen. Nineteen. Seven. Seven. That is a nat one. One. I need to do a roll for Gaia. Sixteen. Okay, so I'm just gonna pull up some music for this. All right. So first to go in the turn order, who Ellie? You rolled the nineteen, correct? You're up first. So this gigantic creature hulking in front of you, and it has its spear raised. Yeah. But you have a great sword. So, you gonna go try attack it? Uh, yeah. Two. Two, plus your strength and proficiency. Yeah, you go and you swing your great sword at it, and it blocks it with the sphere. But you have a second attack. My strength is 20. Yes, I know. The strength only adds a plus five to that, so two plus five plus three is, um... Yeah, it's not quite enough to hit. But you do get one more attack. And that's enough to do 15. it. But you bring your sword back around and... Whoosh, you get him right across the chest. So roll 2d6, please. Because that is the damage for a great sword. Four. Four. And one more time. Three. So seven plus five plus three. So you rolled us 15 damage in total. Um, yeah, you take a swipe right at the bugbear and you get him right across his So he stumbles backwards. Um, who else rolled the next, who rolled the next heist? I think it was, um, uh, Gaia. Gaia, would you roll? Uh, Gaia rolled an, rolled an 18. So what are, so what are we doing here? Uh, I think the blast of dark magic that I used before, it was very effective. I want to try that again. Fourteen. Fourteen plus eight is what we call a socially awkward twenty. That in fact hits. Roll a D ten, please. Which one? Um, that one works. I think you're next. All right, that is a that is a four. And once again, a massive blast of energy comes flying right out of Gaia. It slams into this bugbear right in the chest. Kind of. You made him angry. Alright, I think next up to go is Pew. Alright, Pew, so what are you doing? I'll do a lightning bolt. Okay, lightning bolt. I need him to roll a dexterity saving throw. Um No, no, no I do I do this roll. This is for me. Oh yeah, no, he fails that. So, Pew, you extend out both of your hands, and it's like you're the Emperor from Star Wars, and lightning just crackles out of it, and it shocks the bug, we're like... I need to roll 8d6 damage. This is, all, this is a really, really strong attack. So, 5, 11, 14, 15, 16, 4, 7, uh, 8... 
9, 10, 11. 11 and 11 and 16. Um, 27. 27 damage. That's a lot of damage. So you make sure you can. And like, it's like, this bugbear, he's like, if this was a normal human, he would have, he would have been down by now. Next to go in the turn order is the bugbear. The bugbear looks at the biggest, toughest person in the room, which in this case is Ella. And he raises up his spear and he goes, uh, as he charges at you with his spear. I need to do a roll to hit. But the bugbear is kind of still recovering from the slash across his chest from your great sword, the gigantic blast of dark energy from Gaia, and a literal lightning bolt to the face. So he kind of... He throws his spear, and it goes flying right past your head. You duck out of the way like that. He completely misses. Oh gosh. I don't have a weapon anymore. Next to go in the turn order is Dreamblazer. Actually, hold, hold that thought. No, it's... My apologies. It's, um... What's your I, card? I rolled a three. Yeah. So, uh... No, what's your card this name? Uh, Joe. Is... What's... Um, uh, that is a spiritual weapon. Is that good? Uh, that's a very, very good spell. So, I think I'm gonna use my spiritual weapon. Alright. So, you reach out with your hands... Like this, you kind of like wiggle on your fingers, and a massive glowing sword appears. And this sword can attack um, the bugbear twice. So, I want you to do a roll to hit, and add plus eight to it. Okay, so, I got nine. And plus eight to 17, the first one hits, and then you can do it again. So do it one more time. Uh, Eight. Eight. Plus eight is 16, both of those hit. Um, I'm gonna have you roll 2d8 worth of damage. So, one, one plus eight. eight. There we go. That is nine damage. So you go and the sword, it actually goes right straight through him. It doesn't make any, like, it doesn't appear to, like, leave any marks. But, like, it looks like it's just, like, sapping the energy out of the bugbear. It's like, <sighs> Next to go in the turn order is none other than uh, Fire Death. <laughs> Our, our sorceress played by Kimi. So, Kimi, what are we doing today? Fireball? Fireball it is. I need him to roll a save against this. Nope. That's another 8d6 worth of damage. So, 5, 8, 9, 12, 16 is the first one. 5, 7, 9, 4, uh, 11, um, 14. So 14 plus 16 comes out to 30. And she reaches out her hands, and there's an explosion. And the bugbear wants to smoke. He's going, and he falls to the ground unconscious. This other strange figure in the room seeing this, like the explosion was so powerful that it knocked off her hood. And you can see what she actually is. She looks to be a human, but her skin is incredibly pale. One of her eyes glows blue, the other red. This is very clearly a demon. The demon looks panicked. Doesn't She looks concerned. Doesn't look like she can take all of you. So she raises up the sphere and goes, 
Well, this has been lovely, but I'm afraid that I have to run. And goes like this to it. The sphere starts flying into the sky, and it just starts emitting all these crazy colors, kind of like a disco ball, but like they're all like spinning all over the place. And then a beam shoots down into the floor, and a very, very strange portal opens up right in the floor. The demon goes and grabs it and says, Ta-ta, and falls right straight through. The portal is still open. Are we going through? Yes. Yes. And you all jump right into that portal. (laughs) Rowie knows. You all land, you all fall in a very, very strange way for what seems like both an eternity and only five seconds. You suddenly land with a thud. You find yourselves on a floating island, seemingly in the middle of nowhere. It looks like almost like outer space is around you for some reason. There are stars everywhere. And extending upward from this island, from this very, very small island, is a staircase. And you can see the demon running up it. What are we doing? Following? Yeah. Okay. We're pretty far from home. Why don't we just head back and take a nap? I don't like where this is going. I'm sorry. So, no, guys, so tired. You, you look around and... Gosh, it's so strange. The portal seems to have disappeared. I, I don't think that we should stop and take a nap because we're so close to getting the orb. And if we just stop and take a nap, then the demon could just run away with the orb and and chances are we might not find her. Alright, so are we pursuing up the staircase? Yes. You go running up the staircase. You're going up and 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 up. And it just like, out, looks like outer space is around you. You go to one platform and you see there appears to be two guards wearing this very strange armor. It seems to be made out of flowers. They both have been knocked out as the demon ran by. You don't think terribly much of it, and I assume you continue up the stairs. And just like that, you find yourselves in a, in a forest. And, unfortunately for you, completely surrounded by massive hulking demons. And these ones are scary. These guys have big blue faces. They have massive swords. And the demon that you were chasing through turns and looks at you and says... You fell right into my trap. Please come with me. I'd like you to meet my boss. And so, of course, at sword point, the demon takes you along into what appears to be a demonic camp in the middle of the woods. Once there, the demon introduces herself fully and says, My name is Commander Zion, and I am what's called a pit fiend. This is only my human form. I'm here today with one of the Archdemons. And he's going to take care of you himself. Yorge! She snaps her fingers. The ground begins to shake. You hear a... This is not Feggy yet. A massive figure emerges from a tent. It towers above you, 
15 feet tall. It has the body of a centaur, but it has gigantic flaming red eyes and a body darker than the darkest night. It's dragging a gigantic great axe. It walks over to you. It sniffs you. Guys, I need you to focus. Ignore the ignore my friends outside. This massive archdemon looks down at all of you and says, "Hello, my name is Yurge Lafey. Who is you?" This and Zion, a little bit disappointed, says, "This is Yurge Lafey, the archdemon of ignorance. He's really powerful, but not the." brightest. Bright? Me like light bulbs. Who are you? Why are you here? Are you your just food? Yes, def- No. Yes, no, you confuse me. Nah. Uh, no way. Whatever you want. Well, do you have any food? Do you have a bed? And Yorge believes you. You not food. You humans. Uh, Yorge, th- this is your food. But but they human. They're from the Awoken world. They're not from here. You know our orders from Diedrich. Ooh. Okay. And with that, Yorge raises up his great axe. Just as you hear. Figgy, take it away. Hi, folks. I'm Jub Jub. You hear a voice say, as a goblin comes flying in. But that's weird. Goblins don't fly. And Yorge looks up. Huh? And this goblin reaches out both of his tiny little hands, and the demons go flying. Yeet. A bunch of the other members of a a guard, all wearing these flower armors, come running in here and go, Oh gosh, what are you all doing here? How did you end up here? We came through the portal. A portal? They opened a portal into here. Well, that's no good. Do you know where you are right now? In a forest. You're in a forest, but... In a far-off place. Uh, what he said. No idea. We're, no, we're from the working dimension, apparently. The, we are in the forest of demons, possibly. Well, no, 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 this is no good. You guys are all in the dreamlands. Everyone who's here is supposed to be asleep. Uh, King Jubjub, if you'd like to... Hello, I'm King Jubjub. I am one of the rulers of the dreamland. He's the, he's the ruler of a, of a city called Quartes. It's not terribly far from here. We have to get you to safety. It's not safe to be awake in the dream world. Please, please, come with us. That, that's what I, I insist say. you come with me. I, I agree. Well, I we didn't really sleep. open the portal. Somebody opened it, and we decided to go in to we're, see what it was. We're on a quest to get the um to get the orb. The orb? Do you mean the sphere of dreams? Yes. It's back. It's been it's been stolen. King Jubjub, it's been stolen for so long. That is indeed bad news. We must host them immediately. I agree. Jubjub, if you would do the honors. And with that, Jubjub raises up all of his hands. You all start flying. 
we're about to. You go flying straight out above this forest. And faster than you can possibly imagine, you begin flying over it. Before long, you see a city and a massive palace touching the night sky. My friends, welcome to the Dreamlands. And that is all the time that we have for today. Oh, that, that, that is such a living. Magishim Kaitz Bavir Magishim